Hey everyone, welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community Center and the CBS Community Kailo, located within the CBS Community Center of Southern Philadelphia. A, uh, a lovely, lovely and lively Wednesday morning over here, the day after Yom Shabbat We're continuing with Derech Hashem. We are getting towards the end of the parak that is on the topic of everything that we need to know about the comparing and contrasting Jews and Gentiles. We are in Chelek Beis, Perik Dalud, Simon Tess, Beis Dalud Tess. Yesterday we did Beis Dalud Ches. We were discussing yesterday um, <clears throat> the differences in Hashgacha. Hashgacha, the cosmic um, care and the, the, the cosmic um, consciousness that is that is that is uh, there looking out for and looking after Yidin and Gaim. We said there's a, a, a profound difference between the Hashkacha we receive and the Hashkacha. They receive on two levels. We receive Hashkacha Pratis from the Rebina Shalalam, direct guidance, direct maintenance, direct interaction involvement and interest from HaKadosh Baruch himself, each and every individual member of Klai the Gayim only receive Ashkacha Klalis from the Rebbeinu Shalalim. Each nation is guided and maintained as an Ummah, Hashem, is governing the affairs of the nations. This nation's standing, this nation's welfare, this nation's status and existence as a nation, not as individuals. That's difference number one. Difference number two is, are there intervening angels in between, do they have a guardian angel that is governing their affairs on a level of Hashgacha Pratis? And Gaim do have a Malach. A, each of the seventy nations has their respective guardian angel, their Malach that's appointed over their, their, that, that nation. Uh, and, and that Malach is the one that's governing the affairs of the individuals in that nation, as giving them Hashgacha Pratis. Klai Yisrael, since we get Hashgacha Pratis from the Rebbe Yisraelim, we don't have a Malach that is governing our affairs as, as individuals, as Pratim, because our Hashgacha Pratis comes from HaKosh Baruch Hu. Okay, so it's 70 nations, 70 Malachim, and... Um, <clears throat> Do they have names? They have names, yes. Each, each Maloch over each of, of, of the nations has its own name. Some of them are known to us, some of them are not known. Um, one of the well-known ones is the Malach in charge of Esau, of, of Edom, the Western world, is who's called Samach Mem. Samo, and then Kel, it's, Hashem's name is at the end of most Malachim, uh, most Malachim with the name Kel, Aleph Lamed. So uh, we have a Mesoira from the Mekubalim, not to say that name. It's spelled Samach Mem Aleph Lamed. Um, and that is the guardian angel of, of, uh, of Esau. Um, and some of the other ones are also known to us. Good. Um, I want to speak at one more point before we move on, maybe. And I think this is the right place to speak it out. Um, and that is, uh, or just to, as, as we, um, as we continue here in the Sefer, and as we round out, the topic of the Goyim, what their role is in creation, what their purpose is, 
and um, how they work and function, we have to just connect some of these dots and and uh, establish something with clarity a little bit, and that is the the concept nowadays of the 70. We saw already where the number 70 comes from. There's 70 nations and 70 diverse nations, each one with its own identity. And none of them are any longer Klaistral. All of them originally were speaking Lashon HaKadosh before the Migdal Bavel, and all of them had the potential to be hidden, as we saw already. And after the Chet of the Migdal Bavel, rather after the the, the moment of truth, the moment of determination of the of the Tower of Babel. So Avram Avinu is the only one that champions the cause of of God. He remains with Lashon HaKadosh and as someone who is connected to the pre-chet Adam. And the guy failed to do that. Okay, well, what was the 70? We said, what, but they said there's rent asunder and they're split into 70 nations with 70 languages, 70 different canages and spins and variations. What was the point of that 70, we said? <clears throat> so where did that, that, that 70 corresponded to 70 different aspects of rebellion. <laughs> 70 different aspects of rebellion. There was a great rebellion against God in that time. Being led by the leader of the pack was Nimrod. Nimrod, who is the Adaya Bayrayu, Machav and Nimrod Bay. He's called Nimrod. Nimrod means to rebel. He's a big rebel, an insurgent fomenting a rebellion against God, staging a coup against the king of kings himself. That was Nimrod. And the 70 nations came from 70 key members of the human race. <coughs> Each one had their you know, particular spin on that rebellion. And that becomes 70 nations. Okay, so we established that already. 70 nations, 70 languages, the 70 different kanachas, aspects of individual takes on where I'm rebelling against the Rebbein Shalom. What about nowadays? Nowadays. In modern day times, or really every, every, every point in history from the original <coughs> rebellion and on, we still have 70 nations, there's still 70 basic nations, 70 basic, as the Ramchal just told us, guardian angels, governing the affairs of each of and every of those nations. Um, what, what is the... Uh, uh, understanding behind the 70 from all from, from that point and on in history up until today. There's still 70 nations, and there's still 70 languages, no, not incidentally, but, but I- intrinsically. And as we see, <clears throat> each one has its own guardian angel. Each one has its own maloch. Each one has its own power and shemaim <laughs> governing its, its affairs. It's clear there's still some... some idea, some concept, and some significance to the 70. But this rebellion against God happened a very long time ago. It happened thousands of years ago. What, what's the uh, understanding of the 70 from that point to on? And, and the truth is the answer to this question puts a lot of things in very sharp focus and perspective and allows us to make a lot of connections, put a lot of things together. So let's just explore that idea briefly together. Um, because it really does connect directly with what we had yesterday, which is the uh, you know 70 guardian angels of all 70 nations. And the idea is like this. To a certain degree, the rebellion that was begun by Nimrod, where he rallied the entire world against God, Hava, 
said Nimrod. Let us all come together. Um, Hava, is, 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 I'm, I'm not quoting it exactly, but he said, Hava, Nivno, Lana, Migdol, Verosha, Bashamaima, Vinasa, Lana, Shame. Let us build a great tower that'll go up to the heavens and we'll make for ourselves a name. We'll make for ourselves a, a people. We'll, we'll make ourselves into gods. He got everybody to challenge God to <coughs> take a stand against God and to throw God off their shoulders. And to a certain degree, that rebellion is still ongoing, even nowadays. Where do we see that it's ongoing? In the fact that each of these nations is still individualized. It's still individualized. And the individual identity of each nation represents a nation that on a national level is not subservient to the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, is not being misbattled HaKadosh Baruch is not accepting the yoke of heaven. When there is an existence of 70, there is what we call a multiplicity, ribui. There's a lot, a lot of different component parts, a lot of different members, a lot of different individuals. And the very notion of, of what we call ribui, we call multiplicity, we call oodles and oodles, that in itself is a perpetuation of this rebellion that was begun by Nimrod. Because where there is acceptance of the yoke of God, there's unity. Where there is subservience to God, and to God means the one and only God, means Hashem Aleichei Yisrael Melech, Umachusoi Bakol Mashalo, the God of the Jews, when there is subservience to that and allegiance to that, then there is no ribui, there's no multiplicity, there's no lots of different moving parts, lots of components. There's only one, there's only unity, because accepting the yoke of the one God creates unification. The very fact that we have all these different nations goes hand in hand with a lot of nations out there that are still not one nation under God, but 70 nations under many gods, lowercase g. The moment a nation, as a nation, decides to accept the yoke of heaven, they blend back into a, a state where, now they can't get back as a nation, we know that, to pre-chate Adam, that they can't do anymore, as individuals, they can become converts. As individuals, they can graft themselves onto the tree of Avram Avinu, as we've seen. As nations, they can't get back to Prichet, but they can become unified as one nation under God. But to do that, they have to give up their identity as one of the 70. So long as they're one of the 70, that existence as, 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 what, as, as a member of the, the Charter of 70 Nations perpetuates the, 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 the rebellion of Nimrod and perpetuates them as scattered and disordered, individualized nations. Okay, so this concept is a delicate one, maybe it's a little bit of a deep one, but the, 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 the relevance and the significance of the 70 nations nowadays is that legacy of Nimrod, which is still reverberating. That hate, rather, that rebellion that he led mankind um, along, which is still echoing, and the ramifications are, are still with us. Those ramifications being breaking themselves away from God. 
when there is a rebellion, there's 70 nations. There's lots of different nations, lots of individualized nations, each one following their own path, their own path, and not the path of God as a nation. The ultimate is when we don't have any longer any, uh, 70 nations, when we have <coughs> unification of those 70 and them coming together as one nation under God as opposed to 70. So there is some truth to the statement, one nation under God, but it's only relevant when it is a blending of multiple nations, multiple nationalities of the 70. All the flags being thrown down and cast aside in favor of the banner of the Rebbein himself. But it never and, happened. Exactly, exactly. And that is, taking this a step further, what we down for every, every year, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Rishon Yom Kippur, we say in the Shemona Esrei, in, in the extended Shemona Esrei, we say, Let them all come together as one group to do your will, Belev of Shalim. We're not talking about the Yidden over there, we're talking about the Goyim. Ramchal himself says this. Ramchal has a, has, a, has a work where he goes through the Tefilis of Rishon Yom Kippur. And we say, um, place your fear and your dread on everything that you made and everything that you created. Is not a reference to Kleiso, it's a reference to the Gaim. Let them all become Aguda Echos, one group, one unit, banded together. Kleiso is already Gai Echod Ba'arts. Ato Echod Vashimcha Echod Mikam Chaiso Gai Echod Ba'arts. Kleiso is Gai Echod Ba'arts. We already have that unity. Just members, some members of Kleiso have strayed, have forgotten who they are, but they have this still in potential. They have that spark of unity inside. We have to remind them of it. But they have that intrinsically. They are members of an Am Echad Bar, or Goy Echad Bars. Goyim are, 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 are members of a nation, of, of, of a race which are, uh, have multiplicity, Reboy. They're scattered. And that existence of being one of 70 is an existence which is outside, really, of, of the reign of God and the Malchus of HaKosh Baruch Hu is still perpetuating that rebellion because when I'm not rebelling against God, when I'm accepting the allegiance of God, I'm no longer part of a 70, um, 70 um, membered group of nations. I am part of Hashem's unity, and Hashem's unified Malchus. And what we're davening for in Hashem Yom Kippur is when the day will come that Hashem will reveal Himself to the world, finally, the Echos will have Tikkun of the world, will have finally Shlemus. The world will reach its completion and conclusion and harmony, and all the 70 will blur back into one. Now, they're still not going to be connected to Prichet, but we will be one step closer to world perfection. We don't have any more 70. We have one when all the world accepts upon themselves the yoke of heaven. Question? Why we need that? This world is created not to end badly, but to end on a positive note. And ending on a positive note is letting the world come full circle. So 
part of, before we move on to Elam Haba, this world has to come full circle. This world has to reach Shleimus and Tikkun. And something went wrong by the Tower of Babel. We want that to be set right again. What went wrong by the Tower of Babel is humanity splintering to 70 groups, 70 aspects of not accepting God. We want that to be rectified before we close the, 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 the book and write the final chapter on this world. That's the idea. This world to get closure. Full circle. What went wrong has to be corrected before we, again, before we close the book on Olam Hazet. There was Chil Hashem, there needs to be Kiddush Hashem. There was desecration of God's name, God's name has to be sanctified. And all the nations of the world have to see the truth, they have to recognize what's real. Okay, so, so this is very important, I think, to, as, as, as a Hashlama, for understanding, you know, the, the point of the 70 nations, so, so we see that really... Um, it makes a lot of sense with concepts that we've been seeing that um, the role, if we ask the question, what is the role of a guy in this world, in Eilam Hazeh? The role of a guy in Eilam Hazeh. Um, it's really threefold. Just to put a lot of things together. The role of a guy in Eilam Hazeh is threefold. One is just he on his own. The second is he as a member of a nation. And the third is he vis-a-vis -vis Klal Yisrael. He on his own is still a human being, is still a superior member of this creation, even though he's not connected to pre-chait, even though he's not shaykh, eligible to correcting the chait, but he still represents Adam, who's on the top of, above chay, above tzaymeich, and above doimeim. So Hashem gives a mitzvah, look, I, I want you to live a morally upstanding, correct, appropriate life. That's the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noich. So he, as an individual, has a responsibility to be morally upstanding, to live a, a, a wholesome life. That's the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noich. He, as part of a nation, has a job as a nation. The job of every one of the 70 nations, well, let, let, let's, let's save that for last. His, now he has a job vis-a-vis Klaisos, job vis-a-vis Klaisos, to be from the Hasidic Umas Ha'olam, to be from the Hasidic Umas Ha'olam, He has a, a, a privilege, he has an opportunity, rather, an opportunity to help Klai on their mission, to facilitate the job of Klai to be there to be assisted to Klai That gets him to Eilam Haba, and that gives him, uh, we'll see, some perks and benefits in this world, and that allows him to get into Eilam Haba in the next world. He's become an accessory and accompaniment to, to, to Klai So that gets him into Eilam Haba. And finally, as a member of uh, uh, one of the 70 nations, there's a third job, which is to try to get that nation blended and blurred back into one to accept God's sovereignty, to accept God's authority, to accept the yoke of God's will, and to try to steer that particular nation on a national level from one of the 70 to one, to become one nation under God. And that is a third job that every guy has, a guy as a member of a nation. And as Yosef Ari was pointing out earlier, this hasn't happened yet, and Roshani and Kippur, we see that, it, that uh, it's really not going to really be able to happen fully until Mashiach comes. But if a guy would come to us and ask us, what's my job? What am I supposed to do as a guy? We would tell him all three, including the third and last one, is if you can be effective within your nation to try to get your nation to slowly turn the ship around and come back to where man was before the rebellion of Nimrod, you can't get back to before the Chet of Adam, but you can get back to the before the rebellion of Nimrod, you can do your best to try to make your nation Aguda Echos, Lasse Switzerna, Belev Shalem, 
on a national level to not be any longer a nation that persists in the identity of one of the 70, but a nation which is coming close to the concentrated oneness, unity, and unification of accepting the yoke of God. So that's the concept of 70 nowadays. So it's, it's interesting, even though each of the 70 are individualized as their own nations, and each has their own malach, their 70 malach that govern their affairs, but the very notion of 70 is a persistence of the original rebellion. It's still the fact that there are 70, just the multiplicity, the existence of Reboi, is a perpetuation of that rebellion. When there's rebellion, there's a lot of moving parts, there's a lot of disarray, and there's a lot of individualizations. When there's no rebellion, there's only oneness. There's Aguda Echas. Last is the sign of a of Shalim. Okay, so that's a Hashlamat yesterday, and I think we'll send that out. That'll be its own recording. Since it's own. Now we're on podcasts. I've uh, Someone showed me a screenshot of where you can access us with podcasts. And podcasts come with episodes. Okay, so I didn't know this. But every shear that we send out on podcasts are episodes. So that was that concludes yet another exciting episode of Derech Hashem. Okay, stay tuned for more. We're going to send this out as its own episode, and we're going to bring another episode immediately. What?